Welcome to the first installment of our Flash Arrowcast. I am your host, Dan Morin, and I am joined, as I think I seem to always be, by John Moltz. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and Guy English. Hi, Guy. Hey, guys. So uh, we're going to talk about this week's Arrow episode, which was titled Canaries, um, and for, for reasons that become very quickly evident. Uh, we'll do a really quick recap um but the thing i sort of wanted to say off the top was i saw a promo for this last week like the 30 second like promo of like this is what's happening next week on arrow and i was like oh man we're going back to the vertigo well and we're gonna do like (laughs) canary against canary that looks kind of dull this is just gonna be like like a throwaway episode of the week not a throwaway episode not so much nope um yeah, does anyone want to see if they can they can recap the most important parts parts of the show in like a minute? Oh, God. Uh, well, go John. It starts out so it starts out where with uh, with the canary fight, the fight between Laurel and um, Sarah, both dressed as canary, which is kind of like what what's going on? Uh, not really sure what's happening there. You uh, sort of assume that some sort of uh, shenanigans are going on. That are causing the two of them to fight because one of them is supposed to be dead. And then we get sent back 48 hours in time. And what's the first thing that happens then? I'm trying to blank. <laughs> um, I think we see... Line. Yeah, we see uh, Oliver. and So basically, I think the, we see you know Oliver sort of reintegrating into the team after his brief death. Um, and we get uh, pretty quickly the suggestion that he should tell, like, Malcolm wants him to tell Thea that he's the Arrow so that they can, like, do their prep work to get ready for Rachel Ghoul. So that's one theme that sort of runs through the episode. The other one being uh, Laurel's connection to the Canary and whether she feels like she's up to it. Oliver doesn't want her to be on the streets. Um, she's unsure about herself. Uh, so we get a little bit of her being tested. Um, we have the back and forth with Malcolm and Oliver over Thea's fate. Um, and we have the flashbacks, which deal with another piece of, uh, uh, Oliver and Maceo trying to escape Hong Kong and trying to run away from Amanda Waller. We've all been there. Yeah. Well, she's, she's persistent that one. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, I think that sort of touches on the sort of major themes of this issue, uh, of this episode. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say, we'll sort of like take each of those in stride. Uh, so the Oliver Thea reveal this has been a long time coming and she was pretty much with the exception of of quentin lance which i think all of us have agreed that there's sort of like a willful you know ignorance on the part of quentin lance here Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of not knowing who the arrow is thea is the last of the major cast members to get let in on the secret and how do you like the way she takes it is i think you know we're deliberately set up to expect a certain type of reception from her and we get something that's quite the opposite <laughs> poor I, thea she's been so <laughs> so angry about so many secrets i don't and, uh, think she's burned out on it i don't get it really <laughs> in what way guy um so i can understand that she is uh, kind of cool with Ollie being the arrow because, you know, the arrow is kind of a hero. So I, I, I get that angle of it. But she immediately rejects Merlin, yeah. who she's been very close to. It does seem yeah, like this whole. Like, that I don't, that I don't, part I, I wasn't, I didn't quite get either. I'm not sure where that was coming from. 
just the fact that he lied to her because he knew he knew yeah which yeah. to me seems which to me seems well, kind of dumb i mean she, like you know she can't say oh it's okay for oliver not to tell me but you knew and you didn't tell me because yeah, she turns on a dime on him right and i, I don't yeah. understand it's like you'd been okay with it up until that point and then all of a sudden now he's back it's to almost being, like, uh, an evil yeah. guy I feel i'm like not sure where they're gonna where they're gonna end up with this whole thing of her having killed sarah because it, it almost seems like they meant to reveal that to her too but then I, well, that's too if, big a, that's see, too big if a thing be told that if she'd be told that then i would have understood her uh, yeah but then she would never taste okay, right? she would go well, the problem is, like one of the things that I, I don't like about this show is how people's motivations turn on a dime like that and we saw yeah. the same thing at the end of of season 1 where Laurel was the one funneling the arrow information and trying to get him to work on stuff. And Quentin Lance was the one trying to chase him down. And then as soon as season two opens up, those two roles reversed. Yeah. They both, they both completely turned around and I was like, and they kind okay. of try to give it a motivation about, um, sometimes Tommy, the motivations like, are not Tommy's death. Right. Yeah. Right. So at least that's something like, yeah, you know, I just say, I find, died, I find so them maybe flip out in some way. Maybe. I find them ham-fisted sometimes. It almost seems like they, yeah. they cut out something here in terms of that. You know, like right. maybe the scene got a little trimmed. Because it seems like the thing that she's really angry about is that Merlin is trying to drive a wedge between her and Oliver, right? And we have seen a little bit of that in the previous episodes. But it does. I agree with you that it doesn't really reflect what we've seen from Thea like previously. And as John pointed out, she, she gets angry about lots of things, yeah. <laughs> about but, lots uh, of but secrets the same- being kept from her. At the same time, I think we're starting to see uh, Thea, who's much more mature mm-hmm. than she's been in the past. I mean, she's been the the sort of, you know, she's been the teenager. Right. And has been playing the, the part of the teenager. And she's, even though I think, you know, I mean, by the math, she should be 20 now. Yeah, something like um, that. And she's, but she's, you know, <laughs> still running the nightclub. And <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it she's doesn't, a really doesn't amorphous character. Like, I don't think they yeah. understand what they... That, I don't think they know what they wanted to do with her, really, and they've kind yeah. of got her in a weird spot right now. So. Yeah, that's but I think I, her. I think her training with um, with Malcolm and and her, you know, her mother's death and all that stuff has has seems to have aged her a little bit. She's not quite the 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 brat that she was before, right? right. I I think it's I still all of that you know included in it. I really liked the scene. You know, we yeah. had that moment of like, did you think Oliver was going to be like oh, hem and haw about it and be like, nah, I can't do it, and like let's let's keep spinning right. out that plot thread. And it's like, nope. He just takes her right down to the arrow cave, turns on all the lights, and is like, so I've been using the basement of your nightclub <laughs> as my secret hideout. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that was a cool scene and it, 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 it's the thing that sort of elevated this episode very quickly from being what feels like it could have been another, you know, villain of the week episode into something that is, I feel like they, they really don't pull punches anymore when it comes to having meaningful things happen in all these episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and that's really fun because it means week to week, it's really just a continuing story and it's not episodic. And so we see real development from these characters. So I, I thought it was awesome that we finally brought her into the fold in terms of, you know, the arrow's identity, though at this point it does seem like there are way more people who know who he is than don't. (laughs) I do like the way that they did it too. Yeah. Where it, you know, he doesn't even say anything. 
Yeah. It's age and economy of writing. Well, could, check, can you imagine? Check like, out my say, arrow cave, huh? How about <laughs> well, that? Well, huh? can you imagine trying to write that dialogue? Like, so, uh, uh, turns yeah, out yeah, right. I'm the arrow. Okay, like, I was. No, like, just. <laughs> it would have been. To, you get to skip all of that awkward dialogue and just. It, look, it would have been thing. really just, hilarious if they'd gone down there and she's like. Uh, so you're a big fan of the arrow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have all his equipment. I have his arrows. Yeah. Um, <sighs> speaking of which, who is funding all their crap these days? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that too. I mean, maybe they're just being really economical with all the stuff that Oliver bought when he still had a bank account. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess he's got to he have was, some kind of money lying around. Yeah, I mean, he was really rich, right? Yeah. And so I think when even the really rich get broke, that it's. It, they still, they're still. I mean, he had, share, he had shares in that company, and that company yeah. got bought. That's a fair point. So, yeah. I, so I, he's he's playing he's, he's playing around with with Ray, Ray Palmer's money. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's just he's not making more money. He's just doing he's just well. burning he's, it. He's, he's just burning it. But he's yeah. he's got a long uh, he's got a long just, runway. Just like me. So the yeah. the other thing that we have uh, <laughs> happened with Thea in this episode is we get a little more of her relationship with the weird DJ kid. Um, oh, which proved at the end of the was it last episode or two weeks ago um we found out that he is basically a spy for Rachel ghoul right um which i thought was cool because otherwise that seemed like a little soap opera yeah but yeah but i don't like him well yeah, i mean me so turns out you don't have to like so him anymore. i'm glad he's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i, I feel like, like his look i don't like his attitude yeah. i, I well, feel like he, grumpy old man whenever i see him i'm like oh <laughs> just get out of here <laughs> Uh, you're not the only one, too. Roy apparently does not really like him either. Well, that's a bit well, weird. Well, it's not weird, but um, but it seemed we'll, like they we'll were having a that. moment. It yeah. seemed like Thea and Roy were having a moment there for a little while, and then she goes she goes down to the air cave, and Laurel is having a um, vertigo induced fit, and she gets yelled at by Oliver. To go back upstairs. I, I thought that was a nice that, moment is, for Roy. Yes. Yep. Yes. Right. I, yeah. And, and yeah. that and plays then, into the And then she ruins it by running off with them <laughs> to, to go DJ sleep kid. with DJ Kid. Um, and so we get him dispatched by uh, by Merlin. Or actually by himself. He, by himself, he, he, yeah. After Merlin, Merlin and Roy show up to try and stop him, he kills himself. Uh, Thea, I mean, it's nice that they've developed Thea. I think they've done a good job of maintaining a believable level of her stuff, which is to say, you know, if she got attacked by a mugger on the street, she would probably be able to overpower them just out of sheer surprise. But when she goes up against anybody who is reasonably skilled, (laughs) she pretty much loses, right? Like, she loses to Malcolm. She loses to Oliver in that one scene where he breaks into the apartment as the arrow. And she loses to this guy, even though she gets like a nice, you know, hit or two in and like sort of we see her cleverness at figuring out that he's trying to poison her, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, she pretty quickly ends up with a knife in her neck because, you know, that guy's probably a trained assassin, even if he looks dumb. (laughs) Yeah. They do the similar thing with uh, with Laurel, actually. Yeah, exactly. She's just clearly not as good as anybody else at fighting. But she's got chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the the, um, the subplot with you know, so it's funny how they they've been able. I mean, you kind of mentioned this, but how they've been able to spin up enough things to make this episode interesting, despite the fact that the villain is some guy that they've already dealt with before. Mm-hmm. And is you know that part of it is not terribly interesting, other than him 
<laughs> successfully injecting Laurel with Vertigo twice. <laughs> so that basically just to set up that that fight with <laughs> between Laurel and Sarah. Well, I like I like that it's nice that that was just more of a subplot really to the entire episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which was good because it could have easily been like the the main plot, the and main I, part. And I feel like the more interesting part of that is Laurel's relationship with Oliver and the team's relationship with Oliver, which are the, sort of the other two main things that we're dealing with in this episode. Uh, which are Oliver coming back from his death and sort of dealing with the fact that all these people have carried on in his absence and now have a different way of doing things. Uh, and I think Dig gets a really great bit where he talks to Oliver at the bar and explains like. And Oliver's like, yeah, I know I was gone for a few weeks. And Dig's like, no, you were dead. We were pretty, like, you know, we didn't think you were coming back. So we had to deal with that and move on and do things in our own way. Uh, Which, of course, we saw over the last couple weeks. And, of course, you know, Laurel was a big part of the team there. And so she takes the most flack coming back. And I don't know, Ollie's pretty much a dick to her, right? Like, I mean, that seems seems (laughs) like a fair assessment. Uh, Ollie's... Yep. My my thing with Ollie for... The, you know, the entire run of the show has basically been that his first move is to be a dick. And then he apologizes, bike, and then he explains that he's been on an island for five years. Like, if you watch the first season, that is entirely what he does. He's an ass, then he says he's sorry, and he's like, I've been on an island for a long time. Sorry, man. Sorry, I've been on an island. It's like at some point that excuse runs out a little bit. That'd be great if you like, you you, you like go to a a vacation to Hawaii or something and just use that excuse when you come back. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Sorry, man. I've been on an island. I've been surrounded by water. Uh, You know, it's like that. You don't don't, 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 don't shake that fear off <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah his but, that's his the, go-to move is to we, be we, a jerk right? we'll refer so. to but that the crazy from, thing from the here crazy on thing, out of course referred to as pulling an oliver boom, yeah, yeah and the crazy oliver. thing of course is that he's he was seems like he's been he was on that island for like a week <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i i yeah. thought it was they did a nice job of um you know integrate pointing out that that laurel's an important part of that team even if she is kind of you know the, the weekend at the moment um but that I, I thought they gave her a nice scene early on where she decks the the guy who trips out and starts shooting everybody yeah yep. yeah uh, i thought that was pretty good and i like that they put her and oliver at odds at the beginning of that where she she you know makes the crack about like what was my form off um, yeah, that was good uh and so i you know what I, i'm liking laurel way better this season than in any of the previous seasons yeah yeah i if do I, have to say i i was happy to see uh, katie lots back sarah yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's great. Yep. Yeah. I've missed her on the show. She's awesome. Yeah. Do you think that okay, a, is they have, you know, I noticed this time this is a nitpicking thing. They have different masks. Yeah, I know. I yeah. That too. It's a little well, weird. Are they different well, masks? Her, or is like, I think her, Sarah puts black. She uh, does that too, but if you, yeah. I think if you look at them, they're she different She didn't in shapes. this one. And they, they also yeah. changed up this time, another minor detail, but they, um, they dropped uh, um, Laurel's black lipstick. Oh yeah, right. which looks terrible. I thought because it just made her look so pale and like black and white. Yeah, yeah. and so in this one, yeah. she's yeah. still wearing lipstick because you know I guess superheroines <laughs> have to wear lipstick to prove that they're. <laughs> okay, I don't even yeah. know. Um, but they, it looked a little. I think I think they've been refining the costume slowly, and it looks it's looking better and better. I think. Yeah, well, Laurel just kind of dresses up in like uh, almost biker leather, right? Well, which I think where, is where Sarah has like a like a, a bosom. She has a plung, plunging <laughs> plunging neckline, yeah. which I think yeah. I mean is nice because it it actually seems more practical, like something you might actually wear if you were going out to fight crime. 
Um, or at least something that's more in the vein of, say, what Oliver and Roy are wearing, right? You mean the you yeah. mean the biker? I mean, yeah, Laurel's Laurel as opposed yeah, to yeah. yes, as opposed yeah. to the bustier, yeah, yeah. Which which is nice <laughs> because I think it's it's you know it is less a little less exploitative, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um. So the um yeah. So we've got Laurel facing off against Sarah, which is you know of course all just code for her facing off against her own self doubt about whether or not she can live up to uh you know her sister's ideals and we get another really nice scene i thought with you know we've developed a pretty good relationship between her and felicity um oh yeah felicity doesn't get a lot in this episode but what she does get is pretty uh pretty powerful Mm -hmm. um and it's nice to see the relationship between the two of them growing especially in oliver's absence um and i found myself thinking in the scene where they talk like oh you know this this totally passes the bechdel test (laughs) Yeah, I, yeah, I thought exactly that thing too. Um, Which maybe that means that it's a, either I'm weirdly processing like that, or it was too ham fisted. But yeah, it, it did. Like the, you know, they were talking about Sarah, right? In a you know, and had nothing to do with with anybody else really. And they've been doing that a lot with her. Though she's been. I think she is kind of the heart and soul of the team, right? Right. Yeah. She's and the, I've been she, taking Diggle as like the, like the, uh, uh, like the second in command, effectively. Yeah, he's like the he's like the conscience too, right? Like. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Like I get the feeling that if he, if he was like had a uh, a strong opinion about something, it would probably sway everybody. Right. And when they decide in the previous episode what to do about Merlin, it's him that goes to talk to him. Right. Well, he is, I mean, he's the other longest, he's the longest serving member of the team. Yeah. Uh, and he's also the one with the most experience out yeah. of any of them. Yeah. And he's the coolest headed too. Like he doesn't get wrapped. Right. He's unless not really you, wrapped up in too much drama these Unless days. you threaten his family. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so we got some nice moments there of, of Oliver reintegrating into the team um it's funny that um dig is just completely wrong about thea though yep yeah i think <laughs> the, the the again i mean the, you know you'd think he would be right but then it turns out that he's not <laughs> well that was a bit of weird writing like i didn't well, it was a setup, i did right? not see that coming yes yeah, exactly. yes yeah i mean i think that was that was like a recap that was like you know <laughs> if you're just joining arrow this is what i told you about thea before <laughs> thea always has a problem with people revealing that they're lying um, and I, we actually, I was going to say the other thing about the canary that I really liked was we get the scene midway through where Quentin goes in to talk to Laurel about, you know, hand off something, some police work thing and says, you know, that what Sin told him previously was that, you know, the woman in black is not Sarah. Mm-hmm. And so I liked it because in that scene, I was like, he totally knows it's her. Mm-hmm. and like there, he says something knowing very mm-hmm. knowing about like uh some other woman so i just uh i just want to talk to her if you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> um and that's nice because that's borne out later on uh when when laurel after the whole vertigo incident goes to confess and mm-hmm. says like yeah you know and she he's like oh i already know you're the canary um which was nice because again it proves i think it goes back to our the point that we have discussed in pre- previously to this version of the podcast that Quentin Lance is nobody's fool except yeah. where it comes to the arrow. Yeah. Well, I, more, yeah. I mean I think more, he, I think he, I think he knows. Yeah. Most of these characters I, I think the show works well 
because almost nobody's a fool. Well, we had that great line from last week where, you know, Roy shows up to give him information. And he's like, Harper? <laughs> so good. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I he's guess like, I won't a, need this anymore. Yeah, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in fact, they even hang a lantern on the fact that um, Thea hasn't recognized Oliver. Right. Uh, I think at one point she says, like, oh, I just feel stupid that I didn't recognize right. my, my brother. Right. <laughs> Wait, well, just because he puts on a green hood and I didn't yeah. recognize him, I feel kind of stupid, which <laughs> is nice. I mean, my excuse was that, well, you were fighting him at the time. So, right. And like, I he think he shows up in your house and crazy stuff's going on. So maybe you don't. And the other part of it being, I think he, she, unlike most of the other characters, she has to contend with the whole, like, she knew Ollie for years, right? And she had a very, yeah. like, distinct impression of him. And so she's the most inclined to think of him as, like, you know, old playboy Oliver, which doesn't really compute when you think about him running around being a vigilante. Right. So she, I yeah. think she has the least reason to suspect it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it is, uh, I think it works. I mean, yeah. I like that she's proud of him, though. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice that they have, like, we can have that open dialogue now. I think the whole, I've said this in other places, but I feel like the whole secret identity trope has kind of run its course where it comes to superheroes. And one of the yeah. things I love about the Marvel movies is that they basically don't truck in that at all. I mean, if you go from the very first Marvel movie, which is, you know, Iron Man, basically, in the MCU. He just reveals He reveals his yeah. Iron Man at the end of that. And it's yeah. like, that's basically yeah. our opinion to secret identities throughout this entire franchise. <laughs> and I, I kind of love that because it's, we did that. For, I mean, I don't know you guys, did you ever watch, uh, did you ever watch Lois and Clark? Yep. Like there was a secret <laughs> no. identity trope that went on way too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Smallville so I'd, trucked in that too. Yeah. So it's nice to have that not be a very, it often well, feels su- very Superman is the obvious case, right? Or right. <laughs> Batman. Yeah. How do people not know that it's him? Yeah. I've seen interviews. He's with not the even writers. wearing a mask. I've seen an interview with the, the arrow writers too, where they say that that's not interesting to them. Yeah. Really. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the and, other, and basically everybody, I, has there been a villain that can't just walk into the arrow cave whenever they want? <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, they no, Death, on their Death, they Deathstroke did it. Yep. Or they just, they just choose not it. to, I guess. Nissa, Nissa did it. Nissa does it. Yeah, yeah. League of Assassins does it. There, there's probably just a back door that they left propped open by mistake. <laughs> cats it's like the only person that can't get into that at will is the person that owned the building, which is <laughs> Thea. <laughs> It's really I just well assumed secured. it was still full of water. Yeah, like the last, <laughs> when, when did he say that? Like last year at some point? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like yeah. some lame excuse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so I'm glad they've like made that a little bit more sane now. Because, right. Yeah. And so what I think is interesting about this episode is not only do we get the, the you know, Ollie to Thea reveal, which is a big deal. Um, we also get the reveal, as we mentioned before, that the DJ guy is a, you know, bad guy, or at least to the, to the rest of yeah. the cast. Um, which is kind of a minor one. It's only been building for a few episodes. But we get another big one, which is that Laurel tells her dad that Sarah's dead. Um, which was another one. I mean, that was set up at the end of episode one, one two. Um, one, right? One, right? She yeah, di- yeah. She dies in episode one. Yeah. So, like, that's a uh, that's a big deal. And we have this whole... I think they did a nice job. I was reading a review afterwards where they said that, like, you get that moment of feeling like maybe he is about to have that much heralded heart attack. 
because yeah. <laughs> he sort of clutches his chest. But it's just like legitimate grief, right? Like he is just and and I give major props to uh, Paul Blackthorne there because I think he does a really good job in that scene yeah. and in the I scene so where he plays the uh, the vertigo hallucination of himself. Mm-hmm. and he's yep. like oh, yelling yeah. at her like both of those were, were really great scenes for him and i make fun of his accent sometimes because it's terrible but he's yeah. still really good and i really enjoy him he is really um, good i love watching him on screen um is there a relationship between Ver- have they established a relationship between vertigo and um scarecrow no because that stuff seems like all that stuff yeah. seemed directly taken from uh the batman movies yep I would assume the, yeah, that they the visual can't effects use, on the like yeah. the, the way they represented. Yeah, right. I would and assume they turn they, into their darkest fear. Yeah, I would assume they can't use the scarecrow in Arrow because they're using him on Gotham. Yeah, they just yeah, use well, him. yeah. Although, uh, they, although they, they've they've had a they've had an allusion to Harley. Yeah, um, allusion. Most of it was cut. Yeah, so. although she's not she's not in. Right. Well, I, I assume that Gotham, there are. Yeah, anyway, although in, I've read in, I too read in interviews that they the. They've uh, the Arrow producers have been really like DC lets us kind of there, there's nothing like that is explicitly off the table. They've let us do a lot of stuff and discuss a lot of stuff, um, which is really nice. It sounds like they have a pretty pretty free reign on that. But which and we and before we finish up, well, there's one thing, there's one bit of speculation that we should talk about too. Yeah, well, so the the two things I wanted to say is the one we get the Hong Kong plot, which had another really nice moment. I thought so. Uh, Oliver has been captured, or he tries to phone home. You know, as as he and Maceo are trying to escape Amanda Waller from Hong Kong, he tries to phone home and leave a message for his mom telling him that he's alive and to, like, put out a press release so that, you know, basically immunize himself from Waller killing him. Uh, He's interrupted. He's brought back to Waller and tortured. He gives up Maceo's location. And at that point, I thought, like, man... If I were Maceo, I just wouldn't have told him anything because then I could have gotten away scot-free. As it turns out, that's exactly what Maceo did. He lied to him. And so he comes back of his own volition to save Oliver because Oliver saved his family. Um, And then at the end of that, we see that they are back in Starling City uh, to do some some dirty work. Um, And then at the end of the present episode, we have Malcolm has sent off Thea and Oliver to conquer their fears, which, of course, requires them to go back to... Lian Yu. So now we have the whole switcheroo. So now modern Oliver is on Lian Yu and old Oliver is in Starling City. Yeah. Nice. That's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, And so I think if I had to guess what their one fear is that they both need to confront that happens to be on Lian Yu. Snakes. Snakes. Why did I say snakes? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, you think it's... uh, uh, What's his name? Deathstroke? Deathstroke yeah. yeah, I think it's Slade Wilson. Slade, Slade Wilson. Oh, really? You think he's... Oh, okay. oh, I think we left... I mean, they left him alive for a reason, right? You know? Sure. So I think that having him there is something... You know, I think that's a part of what we're going to see in this next episode, is my guess. Or or Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Everyone's greatest fear, Captain <laughs> fear Boomerang. Is, is an Australian in a, in a blue tonic <laughs> with, with boomerangs on it. That is where we keep all the Australians. We keep them in a remote <laughs> island in the South Pacific. Our, our, our offshore Australian storage facility. <laughs> they should be used to being on an island prison is all I'm saying. <laughs> Apologies to our Australian listeners. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are going to get letters. Our first episode, we're going to get letters. <laughs> so, John, did you have a particular piece of speculation you wanted to weigh in on? Well, you, uh, I think you passed this around uh, maybe a week ago, uh, well, or a few days ago at least, but uh, it was speculation about your favorite character. John Diggle. John Diggle. 
Uh, I guess I guess that his middle name is Stewart. <laughs> that, <laughs> I would is, that is a would rumor. Be, how they how that they how they might reveal that so uh, for, if, for that, those, if it comes to this for those who are arrow list watchers but perhaps not familiar with the dc universe at large would you care to expound upon who john stewart is and, and we uh, don't mean the recently retired host of the daily show we do not mean the recently retired well soon to retire right soon to retire sorry. um uh he is a green arrow no a green no. a green Jeez, lantern, you're fired yeah <laughs> i know I, I can't well you know i'm <laughs> i got arrow on the head so uh and I don't, I don't know much about him other than he having is, seen him a few times. Interestingly, he is a. I was reading a little bit of the Wikipedia article because I've seen him. My most, I'm most familiar with him from the Justice League cartoons, in which he is the predominant Green Lantern that we see. Um, you know, the most famous of all of them, I think, probably being uh, Hal Jordan, uh, who is the the one played by Ryan Reynolds in the truly execrable <laughs> green lantern movie from a few years ago uh but john stewart is one of his like backup green lanterns for a while and then i think he eventually assumes sort of the primary mantle of green arrow he's a former marine i noticed oh, you did which, it too you did it too sorry green lantern um <laughs> he's a former marine which i think sort of lines him up with with john diggle's background right um which is interesting i i wonder if it's something where I would be very interested. Like that's that's way out of the realm of anything that we've seen on either Arrow or the Flash, right? The sort of cosmic DC realm, right? So bringing a Green Lantern to that would be a incredibly different show. Because as soon as you have a Green Arrow like running around fighting crime, it's like, yeah, I've got basically superpowers with a, a ring that can do whatever the hell I want it to do. You did it again. You called you called him Green Arrow again. Of a, I mean, John, <laughs> this is your fault somehow. Yeah, as soon as you've got a lantern running around, like, I mean, the ring does whatever the 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 where the 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 lantern can imagine. So that, that opens up a lot of doors. That yeah yeah kind of changes the, the the tone of the show a little bit, right? It's not the first Green Lantern hint that we've seen in the show, though, because in the in the uh, or in, at least I think in the Flash. Uh, Ferris Error is mentioned, like the proving grounds that they take Barry out to is Ferris Error, which is yeah. Carol Ferris, who is uh, the Green Lantern's love interest. Yeah, uh, he, Hal, well, Hal he, Jordan's love interest. Hal, yeah, Hal Jordan was a test pilot for Ferris Error. Right. When uh, things went wrong and he ended up with the ring. But we know that they've all, uh, the, the producers seem to really like dropping little Easter eggs like that. I, I think that if such a thing were to happen, it would be down the pike a bit. Uh, because I think, yeah. I think the, it sounds like the next thing that might be on their docket is an Adam show if they were considering doing something else. Um, and of course, speaking of whom we did not get any Ray Palmer this week. He was nope. no, notably absent. Um, he's working, working on the suit, working on his suit, which now there is a picture the, of. Now that he's got the chip. That's right. Uh, so we'll probably see more about that in yeah. the future. Uh, so I don't know about Diggle becoming Lantern. I feel like it's something they kind of plant and like maybe several years down the road, you know, if they're like, this is going as well as Marvel's film franchise has gone, they might be like, well, let's, you know, keep spinning off shows. And maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe you try to like yeah. kill Diggle off from this show because it feels like he is a person that they might try to kill, but then like use that as a yeah. sort of, you know, backdoor him into his own pilot, which like would be the, cool. I like, I like the actor a lot. Yeah, I, I like and, him too. And I, and I like the character a lot. Uh, maybe getting a bit edged out because it's. There's like, so many people in the like, cage. They've got a lot. Yeah. Things are changing now, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I still miss uh, Some, somebody. Marta. seems like, like someone's going to die. Yeah. I, I think it <laughs> might be uh, Detective Lance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Feels well, like they're uh, kind of, like, 
putting grandma on the roof there a little bit. Or Thea. Uh, no, I think they're positioning her think? to be uh, another. I think oh, she's going to be Artemis. She's gonna right? Speedy. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh. Yeah, I, there's an uh, Artemis okay. slash Speedy character that she can be. Okay. And, yeah. So, and they can just make her go away, too. Like, they don't need to kill her. They can just be like. She can, everyone she gets goes their to, own series. She goes to, col- goes to college. Yeah, yeah. She can do the Sarah thing of like, now I'm going to go fight crime around the world and just take off. So um, let's talk a little bit in the last couple of minutes or two here about uh, thoughts about the sort. So we're about, what, halfway through this season, roughly? More than. I think we're about halfway through. Yeah. Um, and so this is traditionally, I think, in the last couple seasons, the point at which things start to really ramp up. Uh, I read an interview with the producers where they talk about this this season being more about like like quarter, like you know, four different parts. Uh, and I think they referred to either this week or the next week as sort of being the end of one section. Um, and so I think you know it seems like we're headed for a showdown with Rachel Ghoul, right? Like that seems obvious that he's the big bad this season. Um, how do you do? You, what do you do? You guys have any predictions or things that you're looking forward to seeing in a future episode? Well, they're not going to kill Rachel Gu. No, they <laughs> can't do that, right? I mean, yeah. that doesn't seem. It's just not. So we need to find some kind of way that makes some kind of deal that makes Rachel Gu happy. Well, what about Malcolm dying? Could be. Well, it's it's weird because they seem like they've put him almost on a path to redemption. We had the whole episode was last week, just last week with his backstory, and yeah. we get sort of his origin story happening uh, a little fast. Sure, I mean it's it's it seems just kind of ridiculous that he's gone from like setting up his own daughter to kill somebody to okay now he's like he's becoming one of the one of the gang. I don't think it seems he's, like it seems like the kind of thing where it's gonna it's gonna snap back. Sure. I and, mean, he's it's he's an opportunist, right? We'd, yes. And right now, their their needs are aligned. Uh, they yeah. took a step into having him, you know, at least be a palatable person to work with in not killing that uh, brick, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. And that's intended, I think, to soften all of us, including Oliver, uh, into actually being willing to work with him. But I, I agree that I don't think that his character is ultimately redeemable well it i mean seems maybe like he's too far thing. gone maybe he just hands himself over to michelle Gould. oh so like a selfless sacrifice yeah which is weird for him but you know but there i mean we see glimpses of that again in his sort of flashback episode you know it seems like prior to his wife being murdered he is a pretty decent guy right like he he doesn't seem like he is an evil character at all at that point he loves his son um, you know, but he yeah. just is he's like consumed with vengeance, guy, right? right? Yeah, he's like, yeah. get the deal done. Hey, kid, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Best dad ever. Yeah. <laughs> Father of the year. Number one dad. That's what it says on his mug. <laughs> um, well, next week's episode is called The Return, which I assume deals with both his return to Lian Yu and his return to Starling City in the flashbacks. Uh, and then in two weeks, we have Nanda Parbat, which I think is supposed to be a pretty big... Uh, turning point of some sort right it seems if they're going to nanda parbat in two weeks then like there's going to be some sort of confrontation so uh yeah i don't know we we still have a lot of threads to play out this year we've still got ray palmer working on his adam suit we've still got rachel ghoul gunning for everybody um i do not understand how the adam suit is going to play into <laughs> this season yeah this is like a pretty dark season 
I think, I, you know, again, and we've talked about this in previous yeah. incarnations of this podcast, he seems like, you know, Ray Palmer is the Iron Man, the Tony Stark of this universe. Um, and he, I don't know, genius inventor, exoskeleton, fighting crime. <laughs> I have no idea. I agree, but it sounds, it, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I really enjoy Brendan Ruth. I think he's done a great job. I think he's been a great addition to the show. Oh, yeah. I like him. I like the character. I just, I mean... I assume he's going to join Team Arrow at some point. I mean, what? He's going to show up and, like, Michelle Gould's going to be there with a couple of swords? Yeah, he's going to be like, I've got, <laughs> I've got amazing be. laser cannons. <laughs> Screw you, Michelle Gould. It's a weird... It's just a weird combat, you know? Yeah. I yeah. feel like... Michelle Gould stuff is so raw. Like, they don't even wear a shirt, for crying yeah. out loud. <laughs> I feel like, in some ways, this is kind of a mess, like, throwing in all these ingredients. But it's a delightful one. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and Barry and I mean you know and he shows up yeah I, I mean, think we are scheduled he's, he's, to have another crossover it's like he's even got a drawer in Oliver's um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> arrow arrow cave yeah. um maybe so wait uh, do you think they're gonna pull out Slade Wilson to come fight Rishal Ghul oh man I, that seems like a terrible idea <laughs> you know yeah. that seems like bad news uh, I think that they're gonna like- I think it's gonna be more about like kind of what we saw in this episode with Laurel having to confront her fears with sarah i think this is more about you know thea and oliver coming there to look him in the eye singular and and, you know somehow just deal with their feelings so he's not superpowered anymore right i mean he's still a badass but he's not yeah uh, they gave him the antidote popped up yeah right right so so that could be that could be interesting i'm looking forward to it uh, and I guess we'll, uh, unless, do you guys have any last thoughts before we uh, sign off here? I like this episode a lot. Yeah, yeah I, and, and I mean, and it's it's been a really good ride this, this season in general, okay. I think. I mean, I think there have been very few episodes that have not had some sort of big moment. And this one, this one had a couple. Right, yeah, I agree that this, uh, again, what felt like it could have started as a filler episode is an integral part of the se- the stories we're telling all season. Uh, yeah. And so I've really, I've also really enjoyed it. Um, there haven't been a lot of filler episodes this season. And I don't think, I don't expect next week from what we've seen, you know, the setup for that <laughs> to be any less interesting. No, I, I will say I do miss Sarah and I wish she had. We had yeah. more excuses to have seen more of her, like in a flashback. I was kind of, I was like, kind of hoping there was some sort of uh, resurrection stuff going on there, but alas, yeah, no. I think she's. I think they needed to kill someone permanently to have, you know, as they did with Moira at the end of last season, to yeah. have some permanent, you know, well, the cast. The, the cast is so full at this point. Like I don't right, know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they have time. They still have too many people. But I, I, I do miss her. I like that actress. She's been on Mad Men too, and I, I yep. she's great. So. Well, I'm oh, sure she'll find something else. Uh, in, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of but, plenty of goods. And at some point, I know that the uh, the third, the sort of weirdly third uh, series in this genre, they're doing a Supergirl show on CBS, targeted for next fall, produced yeah. by the same guys. So that this this coming fall, 2015, I believe so. Oh, uh, and well, that's that's, that's, just, where, that's where Diggle goes. Yeah, Diggle. but he's Diggle. the most grounded guy. Putting a ring on him seems like the weirdest thing. Right? Like he's the he's the big belly burger guy. Yeah, like Except, he, well, that would be the most interesting for him to deal with. He was like, "Man, I've seen a lot of weird stuff, but this is this takes but now the I'm cake. flying around in outer space." Yeah, maybe. 
I, I would totally watch that show. Maybe what happened? What happened to his sister-in-law? Did she just leave town after the earthquake? I think so. Yeah. Is that the? Was that? I don't even remember that ever being mentioned. I don't but know, I'm going but back and watching Burger. They've made it uh, yeah. a franchise now too, because there's one in uh, Central City. This yeah, so she's this a CEO. In, she's like on a the Flash, um, right? Wells and uh, oh my god, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin, thank you. Yeah, or they're hanging eating, out in the car right. eating Big Belly Steak Burger. out with Big Belly Burger. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to next week's episode. We will be back next week to talk about that after it happens. Thank you, Guy and John, for being here. Thank you. Talk to you next week.